Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> information on the show at www.podpage.com forward slash 15 yards. Got the homies Ray, Eminem, and Buck on the line from New Jersey, Mississippi, and Florida, respectively. And fellas, we'll go ahead and get into NFL Week 17. But first, fellas, I got to break your heart on something. And this is going to really hurt Eminem. All right. Eminem, Matt Schaub, at 39 years old, has retired from the NFL. Man, I let it out, Eminem. Just let it out, man. I know that's painful <laughs> for you. Right. I know that's yeah, very yeah, painful I for you. I saw oh, that. I didn't know you were still yeah. playing. <laughs> he didn't either. He didn't know he was still playing. Has retired yeah. from the NFL. And Eminem, yeah, you want to get into I, your, I, your I had seen him in a warm-up when, uh, when Atlanta was playing. Um, they were playing yeah. Tampa, I think. Okay, I figured you'd want to share your best Matt Schaub uh, memory. I figured you would. <laughs> but uh, Matt Schaub, you know, in 2009, he led the league in passing with 4,700 yards, 29 touchdowns and 15 interceptions with Houston. Um, so he, he's had a good season. Before he's had some success, Houston's the only place he had a winning record at 46 and 42. But uh, yeah, Andre yeah. Johnson. Yeah, sorry to break your heart, but uh, I just felt like I had to be the one to break the news. Uh, the Dolphins fired offensive coordinator Shan Gailey, who's like 78 years old. Uh, offensive coordinator Gary Kubiak retired from the Minnesota Vikings. And so and the Eagles have adjusted the contracts of Alshon Jeffrey and Malik Jackson. Both of them appear to be on the way out. All right. So let's get into these games on Sunday, and all right. So 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 real quick, we, let's talk about who stood out. We don't have to talk about who sucked because uh, there are a lot of candidates for that. But let's talk about who stood out that wasn't a member of your favorite team. And I'll go first. The person that stood out to me, um, I mean, it's hard not to say uh, Derrick Henry, but I'm gonna go with Jonathan Taylor, man. I didn't know Jonathan Taylor, the running back from. Um, the, the Colts, I didn't know he had 253 yards in him. I just never looked at him 
I mean, I know Wisconsin got these big cruising running backs, and he's a pretty big guy. He's about 225 or so, but I just never pictured him as a guy that's going to get 250 in a game. And he went for 253 on 30 carries yesterday and had two touchdowns. So he really kind of opened my eye and stood out to me. But, Ray, who stood out for you yesterday? Yeah, I'm going to say, well, I mean, the obvious is Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I have to see Jason Taylor, you know, a New Jersey guy. That's how we do up here. So I'm, I'm going to take uh, Jason Taylor. I mean, uh, I thought he was the best running back in the draft. Well, between him and DeAndre Swift, but um, cause, you know Georgia guys, they all can run the ball, man. They, that's running back you there, but um, you know, I I was I thought when he came to the team, I was wondering how they was going to use him, cause I know they had some other good running backs, but um, other guy I can't think of what his name is now. He got hurt. He's real good. And, um, you know, Hines is kind of like a, you know, third down back, all-purpose back, you know, and then they was going to bring him in. And, you know, he's a bell cow back. So, you know, I was wondering how they was going to do it. But uh, they they fit him in well. And, you know, the Colts is, is winning, you know. I would like to see Phillip Rivers get a chance to do something. But, I mean, he's kind of – let things slip through his hands so many times over the years, people disrespect him. And I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he's a great quarterback. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. And, you know, people act like they kind of tiptoe on the borderline of that. And you top five this and top seven and that, and you know, and accurate and all that, I think. uh, But back to the question, yeah, I'll have to say Jonathan Taylor, man. You know, at all the good rookies this year, you know, they had a good running back, J.K. Dobbins and all them, but I think he was the best, and he showed out in the playoffs. Who who stood out for you, Eminem? Oh, man, well, <clears throat> the obvious is Derrick Henry, man. Uh, should be the MVP, in my <laughs> opinion. But, uh, uh, but, uh, and then I missed last week. Alvin Kamara stood out last week, so I got two running backs back-to-back, 15 and 16. Six touchdown rushing, which is unbelievable in this day and age because most of the time the offense is not set up for you to rush the ball. You know, you, yeah. the, the, you know, like it'd be more like some, you know, a short dump pass or something like that. But actual rushing touchdowns, that's very rare. And uh, like I say, uh, uh, I know Aaron Rodgers probably gonna get the MVP, but it's 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 like if you unplug Derrick Henry, yeah, I know Tannehill. He'll, I'm gonna have to eat my words on Tannehill. He's a hell of a lot better than he was at Miami. But if you unplug Derrick Henry and take away his production, man, they just a nine and seven, eight and eight type team. So man, that's so when you when you make that kind of difference on your team, that that is an MVP. So. Uh, but I just wanted to put that plug in there for him. Okay. But, the but you took Rodgers on Green Bay, what are they? <laughs> hey. Hey, Tug, if you take Rodgers on Green Bay, what are they? They jacked uh, up. Well, they, 
they can't. Well, I don't know though. Love, we 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 haven't seen love. So, but in in former years, without a doubt, they garbage without Rodgers. But if they took love in the first round, I'm gonna only assume he must be all right. I guess. Uh, I, I'm not sold on that, but. Um, no, I, I ain't sold on it either. But I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just yeah. going by the coach. Like, like, what was the coach uh, looking at? Now, like? <laughs> I can say this. Maybe, maybe the, if we'll find out in a couple of years when, 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 when Rodgers retires or whatever. I mean, but I, 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 I tell y'all what I had. I don't know where the draft pick is. I believe Minnesota came up first, but if they had got Justin Jefferson. The chances are they win the Super Bowl this year. Ooh, boy, but, that would have been nasty. Alongside yeah. Devontae Adams and with that tight end they yeah, got out there, but, Robert Tunyon yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but but that that was yeah. uh, see that was my whole thing yeah. anyway. It's like last year Rogers only had four picks, twenty six touchdowns, thirteen and three. Yeah. Devontae Adams he he got hurt a little bit, but when he was healthy. They was unstoppable. So all you have to do is just add one yeah. of these kids to him, man, and then you go get a quarterback. Yeah. I still yeah. don't understand that. Yeah. No. Now, I know, I know a lot of these DMs take some heat for dumb, dumb stuff, and uh, you know, and everybody, you know, uh, and rightfully so, talk about certain things. The Washington do, the Cowboys do, different organizations done did over the years. But to me, that that's if if it don't translate this year to a Super Bowl victory, they're gonna look back on that shit and like, man, what the fuck we was thinking about. Yeah, well, right now they're number one. But as far as who stood out for me, uh, I, it, I'm going to just say Aaron Rodgers. Cause, I mean, he's just been lighting it up these last few weeks. I mean, the, Devontae Adams are in a whole other area code. They just they light, they light things up. And when Aaron Rodgers is laughing, it's, it's like when Michael Jordan used to stick his tongue out when he was coming up to the goal and get ready to dunk on you. Aaron Rodgers, when he's smiling, you know it's going to be a long day. So you see them DBs uh, over there shaking. You already know what time it is this time of year. (laughs) So uh, not taking anything from Derrick Henry because he acted the plum fool too. But Aaron Rodgers, he looked like he was just he was just having fun out there. But I am gonna say somebody that didn't stand out, which which they should have stood out all season, but he didn't do it. And you know who I'm gonna say? That damn Pam Newton. You have a one year deal. You know stand out. You got you got a one no he's he's still out for the wrong reason. Um, ah, we weren't doing that. Bottom line, yeah, I know, but I, I just had to say it. I know it, it, it just it had to be said. Bottom line of it is, this man had a one year free deal in arguably, supposedly the best offense, best coach team that you've probably ever been on, even better than what you what you had in Carolina. Man, you know you people, them receivers, yeah, you said them that. receivers all suck, but then he went on the. That one of the best receivers he played with. I, Steve I, Smith and I, all I them were way all better than them. I get, all, I, I get all of that, but the bottom line of it is this. You have a one-year approval deal. You you were the MVP of the league a few years ago. Okay, you still got some gas left in the tank. You know, you talked all this shit, posting all this shit on, on social media and all this, but like you still the man and all that kind of bullshit. This is a one-year approval deal, and it's harder for black quarterbacks to, you know, get these second chances. And you, he blew it. You got Bill Belichick, you know, greatest coach, all this kind of, you know, all the accolades. This is your time to shine, to show everybody in the National Football League, you know, you're trying to get, you're trying to get a new deal. And he didn't do it this year. Now, I know that 
they had some opt outs and things of that nature. But you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be slim pickings for him next year. But I just had to bring that to everybody's attention. And Cam Newton's gonna be on somebody's team next year. I guarantee you that he's gonna be on somebody's team if he don't quit and go into fast. He, he needs to go back up Lamar Jackson or somebody yeah. like that. Cam Newton that would be a nice spot. Yeah, I keep talking about he's this, he that. You see, he looked like as a starter. Now, he used to shit five years ago, but now he's a backup. He ain't even a backup. Five years, a long time. He don't realize that. All right, so uh, let's talk about our teams. And, well, let's go through the games, and we'll just kind of go through things a little organically. All right, Green Bay beat. The, um, the Bears, 35-16, but the Bears still back into the playoffs despite the loss. Uh, Saints beat the Panthers 33-7. to That was an unimpressive game. Buffalo put both feet on the Dolphins, 56-26. to uh, <laughs> Woo, boy, man. Um, now, two or three through for 361 yards. Um, but he had three interceptions, and I, I, I think, man, I heard a lot of people talking today saying that two is not the guy that he showed in this game. That he's not the guy, man. This dude ain't even played a full season yet, man. It's I was like, about to say Buffalo is a hell of a rookies. team, man. I mean, like Buffalo is fucking up everybody. Right. So I mean, it's, like it, it's different if he did this shit on the Jets. They think because Justin Herbert has had a pretty good year. That it means, you know, that everybody has to be on that level. And, I mean, man, Justin Herbert wasn't playing the Bills. Man, Justin <laughs> Herbert, don't, look, no. the Bills will fuck up everybody in the league, maybe except Kansas City and Green Bay. And, I mean, they that good. Man, they are that good. No, they are, I think they can I think hang with the Bills. Everybody. everybody. They can everybody. hang with anybody. Including Kansas City and Green Bay. I, yeah, I think so, too. I ain't saying they're going to beat them, but they can make them work. Oh, right. That's I, what I'm. That's I, what I'm I saying. Like, like, like they can beat down if they just don't let off the gas on offense and defense, especially when they add Stephon Diggs. See, that's a that's a, a story that a lot of people didn't realize. How what like two things happened? Josh Rose. I mean, Josh Allen. My bad. Josh <laughs> Josh Allen started working more on the accuracy of his deep ball because that's the only thing he really needs to work on. And his mechanics done got hell of a better, but it was perfect timing. And when Minnesota let Diggs go to Buffalo, he didn't fall off at all. Shit, man, them jokers got instant chemistry. So, I mean, man, hell. And, then, like, and Allen ain't no easy dude to just throw around. And he made good decisions. So, like I say, Buffalo is a good, good team. And when I saw some of the stuff, you know, that was out there, I was like, yeah. But it's it's like Buffalo disrespected because I'm like shit. Buffalo could have did a lot of people like that if they yeah. just if they didn't want to let off the gas. I know they could. Yeah. So but Buffalo ain't playing. All right. Tampa Bay beat Atlanta four four twenty seven. Seahawks squeaked by the Forty Nine ers twenty six twenty three. Um, Arizona lost to the Rams and Arizona's now out of the playoffs. Uh, Rams beat them 18 to seven. Rams Arizona didn't look good. Kyler Murray was hurt. Uh, that was just an ugly game. Yeah, but and, Ashley though with that game, uh, you know, in case somebody listening don't know, Jared Goff was hurt too. He didn't play either. Yeah, he didn't. They brought in um, Walker. And he 
Uh-huh. So I'm saying that Wallace right came out the AFL or something. So that's an equal opportunity. Yeah. So, all right. And the Washington football team beat the Eagles last night, 20 to 14. Uh, next, next, to next game. <laughs> to win the division at seven and nine, which is ridiculous, but it is what it is. And Eminem, we're going to skip everything about this game. We don't care. We all know what the question is. Right, right. Do you agree with what Doug Peterson did? Was he coaching to win when he took out Jalen Hurts and put in Nate Sudfeld? I totally disagree. Matter of fact, uh, I'm, uh, I ain't going to say I'm, I'm friends with Brian Westbrook on Twitter, but I follow him on Twitter, and uh, he was posting stuff like, you know, like, is this a joke, and, you know, and got the shit started, and uh, Ty Pinkson started chiming in. It's like, it's like this. If this was last year, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Like, if it was Wentz, you take Wentz out, and even though Sudfield was hurt toward the end of the season last year, and you wanted to see, should we keep this guy or not, and you put him in, Okay, maybe I can look at that different. But, hell, I'm like, listen, fuck the game. The hell with the Giants. I'm trying to see, like, if if we evaluating Hurts, we need to let him play through this whole damn game to see if he got that comeback in him. That's that's what I was wanting to see, you know. Uh, and that's the part I didn't understand. But uh, Peterson had in his mind before the game started even that he wanted to see Sudfield, you know, Get some reps and all that stuff, but I'm just like, man, yeah, you know, you know, maybe 20 years ago when that dude was in the little league, but not now. Fuck that. But I really didn't understand it because I'm like, you know, with all this stuff, with us looking at, uh, you know, is is Hurts gonna be the guy, a short term guy, whatever? I, I don't think enough materials out on him. I, I wanted to see him play the whole game. Now that's just me. Yeah, I feel you on that, man, because I, um, I mean, Sudfield's been there, what, four years? Mm, yeah, yeah, three, four years, something like that. Uh-huh. So I'm like, if you don't know what you have in him by now, then, <laughs> I mean, what's the point? Right. I, I mean, mean yeah, because the evaluation was was on Hurts. It wasn't on Sudfield. Right. He's only played, you know, like one decent game in his career, and that was in 2017 where he actually threw 23 passes um, and didn't really accomplish much. But I, I'm talking about, yeah, he's probably going to be up for free agency, and you want to know if he's a good backup quarterback or not. But I think it would have been better had he started the game and you said right. this is the guy we're going with rather than to pull him at the, the way you did and at the time you did because Jalen Hurst was on the sidelines. He looked like he was confused too. Right, everybody was confused, and and this one one of them uh, 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 rivers breeze type situation where, hey, yeah, one of these guys got to go, but I know we finna get some nice value for this. Man, ain't nobody giving us shit for Sudfield. He already know that. Ain't nothing to look at. <laughs> and Ray, do you think that this does anything to the team as far as, you know, do you think they'll feel some type of way behind this, or do you think the team really don't care? They're gonna end up. Uh, if the owner wasn't in on this, I think they're gonna get rid of Peterson. I mean, uh, we'll we'll see because that was one of the strangest moves that was made all year. But you know, I mean, he did get a lower draft pick 
that wouldn't go into the playoffs. So, you know, who you know, who knows? Larry Ryan said, Hey, because if I was the Eagles, everybody think I'm going wide receiver. And if Zach Wilson slide to me, I'm gonna grab him at quarterback. Now, Hurts may develop into a player, he hard worker and all that, but he just always been too loose footed for me. Now he went to Oklahoma and he got a whole lot better throwing the ball and everything else and he developed into a pretty good passer in college. I mean, maybe in two years or something, he may do the same thing in the league. He may take that leap like Lamar Jackson did. But me, as a team, I would go and meet another quarterback as my starter. Now, if them guys duke it out, they both on rookie contracts, and he beat him out, then, hey, he beat him out. But if I was the Eagles, I would definitely be going quarterback. I don't care if it's Matthew Stafford. We going quarterback. All right. And so I didn't understand the book. Do you think um, Peterson's going to get fired behind this? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I, I think so. Um, you don't make the moves. You know, he looked like a guru a couple of years ago when he went to the Super Bowl, okay? But the, the, the decisions that he's made these last couple of years have just really been suspect. Um, you got a quarterback controversy. Um you know, you gave Wentz all. You know, you gave Wentz all this money. Now there's, you know, now right before the game came out, that Wentz wanted out. He wanted to, you know, request a trade. Um, and then you're doing all this shit in the game this past week. Um, you know, you you got some serious issues. You're supposed to be a quarterback guru, and you got all the you got you got all the uh, quarterback your your number one position on the team. You got it all in influx. You know, you got one guy wanting out. You got another one. You got two other ones that you're trying out and all that kind of stuff. It just, it's just not a good look, and you didn't feel it. It's still your brotherly love, but it ain't brotherly love when you, you can't get your quarterback situation straight. And you know how to, you know how Philly folks do when shit ain't right in Philly. Your ass, you may be a city of brotherly love, but they, they hate your ass. They'll be tell out you if you don't get things right. So, you know, it's you know Doug Peterson. You know they supposed to have a meeting. He might be out of there. Mm. That'd be crazy to be out three years after the Super Bowl. And I think he's I think he's yep. a, a good coach. He's just arrogant, man. That arrogance is going to do him in. He's yeah. very and arrogant. he got to prove. See, some of it is because he got to prove that he really didn't need uh, Frank Reich as much as <laughs> as he did. Yeah. And, uh, and see now, I think Jim Swartz is gonna uh, retire after this year. I think. So, yeah, he's taking a year off. Uh, yeah, and you know they say a year off, but when they say that, they ain't coming back. I know Bill Cowboy said that same damn thing, but he never came back. Right. No, uh, Bill wasn't coming back. He he when he retired, that was it. And once his wife died, that was it. So and now now Marv Levy might come back. Giants twenty three, <laughs> Cowboys nineteen. Both teams finished at oh, six David and ten. Like the Giants were the sickest team in the league yesterday, but you know what? Philadelphia didn't owe them nothing. I don't know why folks that like Philadelphia. Right, that's why I said, man, anything. the hell with the Giants. But uh, my yeah, whole focus yeah. was on on evaluating Hurts. I don't give a no damn team, how the Giants feel about it. No team with ten losses needs to be in the playoffs. No way, especially as a division winner. That would have just been dumb. 
But, uh, yeah, so what I'll talk about in this game is Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy did not yep. challenge that catch. And the Giants ended up getting three points out of it. And that was, you know, even though they won by four, at the time um, the Cowboys would have only needed um, a field goal to take the lead at one point instead of uh, having to deal with that, having to score a touchdown because they allowed that field goal. But, I mean, what do you all think? You all think because the Giants didn't rush the play after the, after the play got reviewed, the Giants didn't rush to the line of scrimmage and snap the ball before he could challenge or anything like that. They took their time as, as far as what running the next play, and he never did do anything about it, man. So what do you think this dude does on the sidelines? He doesn't coach special teams. He doesn't do anything with the defense. He's not concerned with the offense. What does Mike McCarthy do on the sideline? Does anybody know? Listen, Mike McCarthy the same shit he in Green Bay. a lot of food because the motherfucker looked like, it looked like the damn Michelin man on the, on the sideline. He was doing the he was doing the same shit in Green Bay. It's just, it was just that uh, he got lucky to have, you know, a, one of these once-in-a-lifetime players. And, then, and, and, and yeah. it, 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 so, it, so a lot of his stuff got overlooked because you kind of forget about it, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so that, I mean, and I've I been saying that. Mike, Mike McCarthy, in my opinion, was severely overrated. He always been overrated. Well, uh, I, I like I say is this. I don't know what he did. You know, he supposedly reinvented himself. He said, you know, he talked to his coaches and all the bullshit that he said. And when the analytics. Was, you know, his <laughs> analytics and AWS and it and all this bullshit that he said he did while he was off. Look, you're coaching the Dallas Cowboys, okay? Now, you, I know you got to have some good people around you and everything. He's got some of his cronies that he brought over from Green Bay. I get it. But you you come from the Dallas Cowboys now, and I I don't know like, you have to be a if you come from the league you got to have some interaction with your players, you know if they come to the sideline hitting them on the shoulder pass whatever, you got to do something like that. Mike McCarthy just don't do that shit, and I I'm just I mean it's almost we, like there's people standing there's people standing around him like keeping the players away from him. Yeah, we talking about six minutes left doing. in the fourth quarter. What are you saving it for? Six minutes left. Yeah, I, I don't know. Week seventeen, know. six I, minutes I left know. in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I don't know what the hell. I don't know. Doing. Not even God knows what the hell. Mike McCarthy. Is doing. If anything, uh, if something got to be. Uh, there got to be some evaluation somewhere with Mike McCarthy because Mike this, McCarthy this is one of those guys. He's one of those guys, man, that's like he says everything he's going to say on Saturday, and if you don't get it by Saturday, he ain't got nothing to say on Sundays because this dude just doesn't do anything. He doesn't manage the game. He doesn't do a thing. And you know what? I take that back. It wasn't even six minutes. It was really four because they're going to review everything uh, under two minutes. So I'm saying what you saving him for. I'm I don't just know putting what myself in his that. shoes like, what are you saving him for? This ain't the first quarter. It ain't the, first, it ain't the second quarter. <laughs> So, but I got to give the no, Giants props. The Giants' defense came up big when they had to, man. I, they had six sacks yesterday. I think five of those sacks were on third down. I mean, you can't ask to play any bigger than that. Um, nope. But then again, That's they true. were 0 for 7 on third down themselves. How do you lose to a team that didn't convert one third down? You know, but 
I mean, Dallas just, man, it's hard to believe that Jason Garrett Sorry. kept us out of the playoffs again. Ain't that a trip? He don't know the team. <laughs> yep. That is ironic, ain't it? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that is jackpot. So I just thought that was just, I don't know what to say about Mike McCarthy. Eminem, we, we need to evaluate our coaches, man. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, so, no doubt. Our, all right, so Patriots beat the Jets 28-14. I thought the Jets had one more in them. If there was any game I thought they could win, it would be this, this one, but they didn't look good. Uh, the Chargers beat the Chiefs 38-21. to Herbert went off. And Tennessee beat the Texans 41-38. You know, going into this game, when I saw that Derrick Henry needed like 250 yards or 200, whatever it was, 223 or something, to get to 2,000, I was like, he could do that, but I had no idea he would do it. <laughs> this dude goes. Well, you know what? I, I was like that too, but I was just like, since they already was a lock for the playoffs, I was yeah. almost like, well, well, they might not play him that much. That's what I was kind of thinking. This dude has gone over 200 times, three times this year. He's gone over 150. Let's see, he had a 178, a 147. His worst game was against Buffalo, 19 carries for 57 yards. And he still had two touchdowns in that game. I mean, this dude, man, 2,027 yards, 17 touchdowns, averaged 5.4 yards a carry. I I feel like anytime you hit 2,000 yards, you're the MVP. Well, that's how I feel, especially as a running back. Because, I mean, in today's society, normally – the offense is never designed for you to get enough touches to even get close to that. So when somebody do, yeah. it's even more impressive. You know, it's almost like a guy, it's almost like some of Marino's stats coming from an age when that really wasn't a thing, you know. So, um, oh. you know, it's, you know, it kind of makes it stand out more. I say get that man that MVP. Break this monopoly on quarterbacks. Getting this shit all the time. You know they ain't going to do that. You know they ain't going to do that. <laughs> They they need to man because that dude. That's they already cheated up. Jerry Rice out of one, and uh, uh, they 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 cheated uh, uh, Charles Wilson out of one in my opinion, and you know so now I will I'm say this. Have Derrick Henry. Yeah, they definitely cheated Jerry Rice when he went for that eighteen hundred that year. But I will yeah, say this: certain, certain uh, position you can't hardly do that stuff in, man. It, it's like an anomaly. It, it don't happen all the time. I don't care how good you is; it don't happen all the I, time. I got to give props to Eric Dickerson because he still holds the record at twenty one oh five. That record's been around since nineteen eighty four. So I got to give props to him for holding on to that record. He barely held on. He barely held on over Adrian Peterson, who had two thousand ninety seven. Yeah, you know what's the name? I almost got it. Well, what's the name? Uh, took a shot at it too. Um. Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis, yeah. Yeah, he was like 60 yards short. And so I got to give him credit, but uh, that Eric Dickinson's record is still up there. But, dog, gone, man. That dude just, that's an amazing dude. I give him the MVP. So, all right. Minnesota beat the Vikings 37 35. I didn't know they played, to be honest with you. Uh, Raiders and Broncos. And let's talk about the decision your coach made, Ray. To go for two, the Raiders won 31-30, 32-31 over the Broncos to finish 8-8. Eight and eight. Broncos finished 5-11. and 11. And Chucky decided to go for two at the end of the game rather than to go into overtime, and they got the two. So how did you feel about that, Ray? 
Oh man, you know I I, I felt uh, when they did it, I said, oh boy, well what we got to lose? Except you know, one of my good partners, man, he, he's a big Broncos fan, so he keep texting me and everything every time we play. So, um, you know, I was glad to get the win over him, but uh, I don't know. I mean, we made such bad decisions. Over the last few weeks, you know, losing games, losing last possession and stuff like that. And I mean, just to be able to get the win and go out on a good note was real good. I mean, it might have slid us back in the draft standings a little bit, but a lot of times it's not where you're placed in the draft. It's how you draft and how you study. So I, I appreciated the win, and I was glad to get it. You know, so although we picking, I believe, 17th, you know, Justin Jefferson, we talking about Jonathan Taylor and all these guys are really doing well. They not well way down in the, in the top, you know, five and this and that. Justin Herbert got picked a little later on, and look how he's doing. So, you know, it's just all about making the right pick. But I was glad we got that win. And the decision to go for it on two, I believe if we go to Darren Waller, 90% of the time, we going to get what we need. But for whatever reason, we don't do that. Now, people say, oh, he got 100 and something catches. He had to go to him a lot this year. No, not when the, all your receivers got 50 catches and 40 and 20 and all that. You could go to him a whole lot more. So I'm just glad they decided to go to him this week and get that two-point conversion to win the game. When we went to overtime, the way they was going up and down the field on us, we were lost. So we had to go for the two points. All right, it's pretty interesting. But um, like you said, you had nothing to lose. You end up with a better draft pick if you don't get it. And if you do get it, you go 8-8. Eight eight. So, I thought you did all right. And let's see, the Colts struggled a little bit, but they got over on Jacksonville for 8 14. Uh, let's see. Cleveland made it to the playoffs for the first time in a long time, a 24-22 victory over the Steelers. And let's see. Cleveland goes to 11-5. Steelers finish the season at 12-4 and after starting 11-0. and And, Buck, what you see on yesterday? Well, I mean, other than the bad, bad uh, referee calling during the game, which is ridiculous, um, I, I can say this. Um, Mason Rudolph actually looked pretty good. Um, he threw for over 300 yards. Um, don't feel. You know, it, what a difference a quarterback coach makes. Um, Mason actually looked really good. With, uh, he kind of went in with uh, Dobbs, too, a little bit on a few plays. Um, but I thought overall we played good. That defense was a little bit, you know, we were missing a lot of players. But at the same time, I thought we did good um, for the most part. Um, promising. You know, it looked really good. But, we, you know, we'll get all our players back next week, play Cleveland again. It, it will be a different result. But all in all, I was, I was kind of impressed with our offense, um, despite the people we were missing. So I thought we did pretty good. Just wish it would call the game a little bit better. So. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what Even I was going to say. Uh, in there. 
Say what, but, um, May I let me know? Uh, when I missed the show last week, that was going to be my uh, disappointment. Not not for this week, but for week 15. What, what's Cleveland coach's name? Uh, and he's, a, he's a hell of a Sebansky. coach. But, uh, Sebansky. You sit up here, you got all that beef in your backfield, man. You throw the ball 53 times on the Jets, and you didn't run the ball, but I forgot how many times it was hardly nothing. I'm like, man, come on. You lost that game. It wasn't Baker Mayfield. It was you. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. Well, he ran the ball well. They ran the ball well yesterday. Nick Chubb had 108 yards rushing on 14 carries. And uh, I don't know. Um, the only thing, you know, of course, Mason Rudolph started this game. And he was 22 of 39, 315, two touchdowns, an interception, and a sack. So, I mean, he wasn't bad by any means. Again, the Steelers couldn't run the ball. But if they have – Ben Roethlisberger, do you think they win this game? Anybody? Yeah, uh, we would have won the game. We were just trying to rest players. You know, we already secured our spot in the playoffs. You know, we we just needed to, you know, we needed to rest since we really hadn't had any. And, uh, you know, the play is as strong as we did without some of our key players in there. Um, some of them out, like Eric Ebron and, and Hayden out with, you know, COVID-19 protocol and so forth and probably won't be in this week's game coming up. But in any event, the play as strong as we did with the players we had available was impressive. Um, so, But if we had Big Ben and T.J. Watt and, and all, you know, some of those guys, um, Cleveland would have lost this game. Let's see, I look hey, at it like man. this. I look at it like this, though. I think that Pittsburgh should have done to Cleveland what Buffalo did to Miami. I don't think you want to see your division rival in the playoffs, especially in back-to-back weeks. And I think y'all should have put Cleveland out of their misery. I think they might come back to bite you. Hey, my thing is, is history says Pittsburgh will win the game, but we'll find out. I don't know, man. I say, hey, Playing in back-to-back weeks, like you say, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll see. He's on Pittsburgh's side because Cleveland ain't done nothing since we was in college. But we right, because I think it puts more pressure on Pittsburgh because one, you let them in the playoffs. Cleveland ain't got nothing to lose. They happy to be in the playoffs. They ain't been in the playoffs since I was a baby. You know, what was it? What two thousand two? So they haven't been in the playoffs in almost twenty years, and so they are, they're playing with house money. And then to let them end the playoffs, man, I'm not saying Pittsburgh can't win, but if y'all lose, boy, it's going to be a long that you never should have let them in because Buffalo took care of Miami and made sure they didn't get in. And I feel like y'all should have done the same. Uh, Baltimore beat the Bengals 38-3. And, man, I can't – I don't know if I've ever seen – 400 yards rushing from a team in the NFL. I'm trying to think if I've ever seen that before. I know it's happened before. I just don't know if I've seen it. But 404 yards rushing by the Baltimore Ravens, man. That's like Oklahoma versus Rice back in 1986 for 400 yards rushing. Hey, but you know what's happening, right? What's that? J.K. Dobbins is, 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 is picked up the offense. So he's showing them flashes with 
because he was my guy last year coming out of Ohio State. And I was just like, hey, man, if this dude get going, um, that's somebody you don't want to see because he's very explosive. He He's actually more explosive than what he actually looked like, you know. And you mix that in, and then, you know, you mix it up with Gus Edwards and, you know, and then uh, like with Mark Ingram, he to the point in his career, he one of them dudes you just bring in pretty much just for the playoffs. Don't even worry about him. But, but uh, now that's taking some of the pressure off of the running game. So when the, when Lamar do run, now he just running. Uh, but Dobbins, man, you got to account for that guy. You got to account for him for real. <laughs> man, that's Ain't uh, just three yards in a cloud of dust, you know. He, he actually can't explode with that thing. When they're running the ball like that and their defense is on point, that's a scary team too. Buffalo and, and Baltimore um, are yeah. two teams that are going to leave um, battered and bruised when you play them. Yeah, and the running game is defense because I don't care who you yeah. got on the on the offense. If 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 you're running the ball, your defense steady resting. Yeah. So all right, so let's move on to the playoffs. Playoffs on Saturday, and we'll start with the first game. The Buffalo Bills, thirteen and three, are on the road against the eleven and five Indianapolis Colts. The Bills are minus six and a half. In this game, the over-under is 52. And the last time they played was 2018, and Indianapolis beat them 37-5. to But this ain't the same Buffalo team that they had that was there two years ago. Um, so Josh Allen finished the season, 4,500 yards passing, 37 TDs. Stephon Diggs had over 1,500 yards receiving, led the NFL with 127 catches. Devin Singletary, only 687 yards rushing, but Buffalo, does they do have their moments when, with Josh Allen, they can run the ball. Phillip Rivers threw for 4,000 24 touchdowns. T.Y. Hilton only had 762 yards receiving. And Jonathan Taylor had 1,169 yards rushing, 11 TDs. So, I'm going to go and ask all three of you, and um, I'll start with you first, Buck. Buffalo at Indianapolis, who you got? Buffalo by 21 over Indianapolis. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Ray? I'm starting it off with a 21 pick right off the bat. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, I'm gonna take Buffalo. I think Buffalo has a little bit more to offer. But, uh, you know, hey, if Indianapolis show up, it could be a problem. Because Buffalo, they're getting a lot of push, a lot of hype, and Josh Allen, rightfully so, but these guys got to realize they ain't done nothing and they ain't won nothing yet. So they got to win it and they got to get there. Not enough to be MVP candidate and people saying you're the best team. You're not the best team until you whoop Kansas City. So until you get there, you got to put your best foot forward. So I'm going to take Buffalo, but be wary. All right, Eminem. Um, I'm on the lines with Buck on this one, man. I'm a one-up Buck. I'm going to say Buffalo by 24. Okay. That's three up. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I like Buffalo in this game, too. I like it to be a little closer. Not by much, but maybe like a 31-17, something like that. So we'll move on to the second game on Saturday. 
The Seattle Seahawks are 12 and 4. The Los Angeles Rams are 10 and 6. This would be a century length field. Seahawks are minus four and a half in this game. Over under is just 42 and a half. Jerry Goff may or may not play. He was just short of 4,000 yards with 39.52 at 20 touchdowns. Cooper Cup was 26 yards short of 1,000. And Cam Akers had 625 yards rushing to lead the team. Russell Wilson had 4,200 yards passing and 40 TDs. DJ Metca- DK Metcalf, 1,300 yards and 10 TDs. Chris Carson, 681 yards, 5 TDs. And these teams met twice this year. The Rams won the first one, 23-16. And Seattle won the last one, 20-9. But the Rams have won the last three out of five. So, Ray, who you got in this one? Pete Carroll versus Sean McVay. Uh, I'm going to take the Seahawks. I believe in Russell Wilson. I believe that uh, as long as he's on top of his game, Seahawks will win. So, the Seahawks. All right. But the Seahawks going to beat the break, the master cylinder, the rotor, the whole damn break system off these fools. They might win by 31 points. Oh, mm-hmm. DK Metcalf gonna have five, four touchdowns. Well, I'm, I'm gonna take it a different direction. <clears throat> I think as, as long as Jared Goff's not playing, I think the Rams might sneak in there, man. I think the Rams by three. Okay. All right. We should move on to the Washington Football Team hosting a home game against. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Washington is seven and nine, and Tampa Bay is eleven and five. The Buccaneers are minus seven and a half. The over/under is forty-six and a half. Tom Brady, forty-six hundred yards passing and forty touchdowns for a forty-three-year-old. That's impressive. Mike Evans, a thousand six receiving yards. He's the, I think, only player to start the first seven seasons of his career with over a thousand yards. He had 13 TDs as well. Ronald Jones was 22 yards shy of 1,000, had seven TDs. Alex Smith, 1,500 yards passing, six TDs in an injured field year. Terry McLaurin, who's been a big name with them, 1,118 yards, four TDs. Antonio Gibson, the rookie, 795 yards rushing, 11 TDs. These guys haven't met each other since 2018, and Washington won 16-3. Uh, Washington has won three out of the last five against Tampa. Eminem, who you got? Tampa Bay at the Washington football team. Listen, the way Alex Smith struggled Sunday with us, man, I I think this is going to be Tampa's, uh, might be their biggest victory of the the year. So I'm taking Tampa. Buck. I'm going. I'm taking this in a different direction. Uh, I Washington defense is just hellified, and I, I just don't think that Tampa knows what they're getting ready to get themselves into. And I, I, I really think this is going to be this is going to be your upset special of the week. I'm taking it. I'm taking. But Phil ain't playing that football team. <laughs> All right, Ray, who's that? Break the tie. <laughs> and I mean, um. 
I don't think they have enough offense to beat uh to beat uh Tampa Bay. But the one X factor that they do have, if Chase Young can get off that ball and get pressure on Tom Brady, anything mm. is possible. Because I am waiting for those guys to fall off of Tom Brady's nutsack. It might not be this week, but they it, it's, it's coming. And, you know, Brady had a good season and all that. But when you're throwing to all those guys who've been to the Pro Bowl, when we're talking five or six of them, you got to look at everywhere you throw the ball, you just about get a completion until the pressure gets on you. So I'm going to say Tampa Bay is going to win, but, you know, if that defense, some guys fire off that ball, anything can happen. Yeah. All right. And um, I don't know. If Washington had a little more offense, I would I would say they can win this game too if they could uh, score like 27 points. But, man, I just don't think that the offense keep up with Tampa Bay. Alex Smith going to have to have a career game. All right. Baltimore travels to Tennessee. Both teams are 11-5. and five. The Ravens are minus three and a half. The over-under is 54 and a half. Lamar Jackson had 2,700 yards passing, 26 touchdowns. Marquise Brown has 769 yards receiving, eight touchdowns. Lamar Jackson led the team in rushing with 1,005 and seven touchdowns. I think he's the first quarterback to have, what, back-to-back or two 1,000-yard rushing seasons, both of those, I think. All right. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Ryan Tannehill, 3,800 yards, 33 touchdowns. A.J. Brown, 1,075 yards, 11 touchdowns. Derrick Henry, 2,027 rushing yards, 17 touchdowns. The last time they met, Tennessee won 30-24 back in November. In the playoffs last year, Tennessee won 28-12. And Tennessee has won three out of the last four. Eminem, who you got? Baltimore at Tennessee. <clears throat> I'm gonna take Baltimore in this one. Uh, I'm gonna take them by six. Okay. And Ray. Uh, Baltimore is probably the hottest team in the league right now. But what I've seen these last two years from Lamar Jackson in the playoffs, I'm gonna have to go with Tennessee. I trust Tannehill more than I do Lamar Jackson. Okay. I saw what the 14-2 and two or 13-3 and three looked like last year. You know, yeah. you put up all these yards, but you didn't do nothing. All right. Derrick Henry well, killed him last year. <laughs> he, and they're going to kill him again this year. I'm going with Tennessee. I, I don't, you know, this is going to be one of them games where, you know, Lamar Jackson will be all frowned up and everything, and the head going to be all wrinkled. But he's getting that ass no out. That defense going to be worn slap out by the middle of the third quarter. Because all he's going to be doing, they're going to be running the football down their damn throat all day long. They ain't going to be able to stop that joke going with Tennessee. Yeah, that's going to be a tough game to call, man. Uh, this is the game I probably look, look forward to for as far as the early games. Um I don't know, man. It's like I really feel like that Tennessee is just 
they're poised to take another step. But Baltimore really kind of just wet the bed last year, and they got a chance to redeem themselves. And, man, I don't know who I would take in this game. I guess I would go with Baltimore. But, man, Lamar Jackson is really going to have to be on. He can't look like Vince Young. He got to be more like Air McNair out there. So, all right. The Chicago Bears, 8-8, eight and eight, travel to New Orleans to play the Saints, 12-4. and four. This is the Sunday game at 4.40 p.m. The Saints are minus nine and a half, over under 47 and a half. Nick Foles led the team with 1,852 yards passing, 10 touchdowns. Allen Robinson, 1,250 yards receiving, six touchdowns, great year. David Montgomery, 1,070 yards, eight touchdowns on the ground. Drew Brees threw for 2,942 yards and 24 touchdowns. Alvin Kamara led the team in receiving and rushing with 756 yards in the air and five touchdowns and 932 yards and 16 touchdowns on the ground. New Orleans has won the last five matchups, including last November 26-23. Is anything going to change on Sunday, Ray? Uh, no, I believe that uh, New Orleans has too much firepower for them. I mean, I think they, they may – Score some points, but I don't think they'll be able to keep up with New Orleans. Okay. And Eminem? Nah, man. I'm taking uh, N.O. on this one. Michael Thomas coming back, and I, I'm, I'm assuming Kamara going to be able to play too, so that's that's going to be too much. Saints. Saints by 10. But. Yeah, I mean, they got this game on lot. Okay. And something I forgot to mention, did you all hear about offensive coordinator for the Cowboys, Kellen Moore, turned down the job for head coach at Boise State to stay in Dallas? Yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't hear that. Man, I ain't no way I would have turned down their head coaching job at Boise State. How much were they paying? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure. It may have been a big difference. I mean, Jerry Jones signed him, signed him on an extension until 2023. But still, to be a head coach at your alma mater, I mean. If you want to be a pro coach, he did the right thing. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of those deals. There's some people that want to want to coach college, and that's that's fine. And, yeah, that's your alma mater and all that kind of stuff. You get recruits there and everything. But – that it's hard. It's easier said than done, and you know the NFL money is pretty nice. So if you try, I ain't saying the job is NFL easy, but we know college colleges can throw around money when they want to. But I mean, an opportunity to be a head coach at your alma mater. It's like, what exactly are you waiting on? I mean, that's to me was something that he always talked about doing. So, and I don't know what the price difference is, but you have to think it wasn't. That much. I mean, he's a coordinator. He's not like a head coach in the NFL. So you have to think that Boise yeah. State may have been able to even offer him more. No, but but you know what though? He 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 may have thought about it and, and want to maintain being a hero. Some people don't want to tarnish their legacy as a you know uh, a player, then a coach that may have not had no success. So well, that's that true too. too. <laughs> yeah, he could have been Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, the night game, Sunday night, 
Cleveland goes to Pittsburgh, the highest field. Cleveland's 11 and 5, Pittsburgh 12 and 4. The Steelers are minus three and a half in this game. Over under is 47. Baker Mayfield, 3,500 yards, 26 touchdowns this season. Jarvis Landry, 840 yards receiving, three touchdowns. Nick Chubb, 1,067 rushing yards, 12 touchdowns. Ben Roethlisberger threw for 3,800 yards and 33 TDs. He threw over 600 times. That's crazy. Uh, Deontay Johnson, 923 yards receiving and seven touchdowns. Neither one of us would have had him leading leading his team probably in receiving. James Conner, 721 rushing yards, six touchdowns. Pittsburgh has won, let's see, one, two, three, four out of the last five times, including, uh, I'm sorry, three out of the last five. With um, Cleveland won the last one, of course, which was last Sunday. And Pittsburgh won the first meeting, 38-7. to They blew the doors off of them. So, Buck, who you got, man? I'm taking my boy. So what? Okay. And Ray? Oh, man. I mean, uh, Steel has been, has been up, down, and they may be somewhere in the middle right now on this season. I mean, Cleveland don't have no experience. But I think Cleveland is more together than, than Pittsburgh, so I'm gonna pick Cleveland. Eminem. Oh man, if uh, if Ben would have played Sunday, I'd have definitely took Cleveland. But the best thing you can do for an old man is give him some rest. So Ben having a week off just to you know relax and heal up a little bit. I think he's gonna be on on this one. Um, um, it might be the, it might be the only one he on for, but I think he'll be on for this one. So I'm gonna take Steelers on this. One. Steelers by okay. seven. All right. Well, triple header on Saturday, triple header on Sunday. It's gonna be a nice weekend of football. I look forward to a championship game on Monday for college, and my dumb tail scheduled an interview. Right around the time of the middle of the first quarter of that game. I don't know. I guess I forgot to check the calendar because I did this. I scheduled this back in December. So I'm going to be mm-hmm. occupied for most of some of that first quarter. But um, it's all good. Um, that's what DVRs are for. I'll get caught up. And so we'll go ahead and play some Who Am I, some this and that, and we'll shut this thing down. And so y'all ready for the Who Am I? Yep. Let's go. All right. And just, five, just before, you, before, you, before you start, I took the belt anyway. I did it like TV style since y'all weren't here last week. I went <laughs> in. It was a vacant title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just said fuck it. I'm oh, okay. It. So, so, so I won the only one out last week. Okay, damn. Okay. Yeah, man. These yeah, kids, man. I flew around there and fell asleep, man. It was about ten thirty by the time I woke up. Oh man. Okay. Man. All right, so here we go. I am a six foot one, two hundred and three pound defensive back, a cornerback more specifically. Drafted number five overall in two thousand eleven out of LSU by the Arizona Cardinals. Who am I? Patrick, 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 uh, Peterson. Uh, Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson. Yeah, Eminem got it. All right, 
I do it. I just can't get it. I am a five foot ten, eighty-five pound wide receiver. Drafted in the sixth round in 2010 out of Central Michigan by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bam. Brown. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Yeah, Buck said Brown. Antonio Brown, Mr. Big Chess. No, it's the delay on my phone, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, I, I, yeah, my mind do that sometimes. It's been on my, on my Wi-Fi. Yeah. I just call it like I see it, like I hear it. All right. Six foot four, two hundred eighty-seven pound defensive end, drafted in the first round, number twenty-four overall, in two thousand eleven, out of California by the New Orleans Saints. Who am I? Cameron Jordan. Jordan. Is this thing on? Yeah, I yeah. said it. I said it too. I didn't Cameron Jordan. But I, I didn't hear first. Nothing. This thing was, I didn't hear a word. Y'all must have broke up. Yeah, me and Ray both said it. Uh, well, I said Cameron Jordan. He said Cam Jordan. So same same person though. Who said it first? Because I didn't hear nothing. I, I, I did. I, I said uh, first. Ray did. Ray said oh, come on. on that one. No, I come said on, Cameron man. Jordan. All right, bro. Oh, man. All right. Ray said it. Ray said it first. Ray said it. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Buck. Mm-hmm. Ray said it. Mm-hmm. Everybody had one. Buck always do me like that. <laughs> All right, two more. It's a delay two in his phone too. <laughs> oh, here we go with that. I am a six foot tall, two hundred and twenty two pound running back, drafted in the second round in nineteen eighty three, out of Nebraska by the San Francisco Forty ers Who am I? Oh, oh man, Roger Craig. Roger Craig. Eminem. Eminem got it. Roger Craig. I had no idea Roger Craig was from Mississippi. Did you know that, Eminem? I did not know that. He's from Preston, Mississippi. Wow, that's that's real low key, man. Because when when the Forty Nineers that they peaked, nobody ever still talked about that. Yeah, I had no idea that dude was from Mississippi. Preston, Mississippi. Wow. All right, last one. Eminem, but somebody can tie him. I am a six foot five, two hundred and eighty pound defensive end, drafted number three overall in two thousand sixteen out of Ohio State by the San Diego Chargers. Who am I? Nick Bosa. Joey Bosa. Yeah, get it to me. I thought I heard Try Ray get Joey Bosa. You said Nick Bosa. I think Ray said Joey. I said Nick. I said Nick on that one. Yeah. I meant right, to so say Joey. We got a tie between Ray and Eminem. I'm going to let you two go at it. Let me see if I can find you one more. I'm going to see if I can find you one more. And, Buck, you might have to help me judge. Uh uh, uh uh. His phone's slow. I don't even know uh, how y'all could even talk about time when I I was the one that said no, oh, any of y'all. Mind. I can literally hear it coming out of my mouth, and then I can hear somebody else say something, and then they hear that person first. And I'm like, yeah, I don't understand it. And then I'm hearing all kinds of stuff. I just hear because sometimes Ray's gonna be uh uh uh, and I'm uh, let me see if I can find a decent one. I'm still looking. 
Digging in the crates. Uh, Goony Google. <laughs> All right, y'all ready? Let's go. So I, I am a six foot four, two hundred and twenty pound quarterback, drafted in the first round, number seventeen overall, in nineteen seventy eight, by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers out of Grambling State. Doug Williams. Douglas Lee. So Eminem is the champ. I like the way that sounds. You got to buy. You got to buy a belt, Q. I know. (laughs) All right. So we got some this or that. I got four of them for you. And so. There's a little thing to this. You'll, you'll notice the theme as I go along, but it's forum for you. So, all right, let's see. Eminem, I'll start with you since you won. Eminem, wide receiver, this or that? Which player would you take in his prime? Mike, Michael Thomas or Mike Evans? Which Michael? Phew. George Michael Thomas. Thomas. All right. You found And Ray? Ray, Michael Thomas or Michael Evans? Mike Evans. Mike Thomas playing for New Orleans and Mike Evans from Tampa Bay, right? Yep. Oh, shit, Mike Thomas. I mean, Mike Evans is good. He ain't Mike Thomas. All right. Buck, Mike Thomas, Mike Evans. Mike. Mike Thomas. All right. All right, Buck, I'll stick with you. Defensive end, Buck, Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa? Joey Bosa. Yeah? Joey Bosa? Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. He's healthier. Okay. Huh, we can't see that. <laughs> Ray? <laughs> well, Ray? Joey Bosa it, or Nick Bosa? It's a hard one. I, I probably would go with Nick Bosa from what I've seen. And being as that he's going to be on a rookie deal longer, I think Nick Bosa. All right. All right, Ray. T.J. White or J.J. White? Oh, man. Of course, J.J. Watt has, has, has done more, but uh, uh, I would if if all things were were equal, I probably would have to take T.J. Watt because J.J. Watt can't seem to stay healthy anymore. So I would have to go T.J. Watt based on that. Man, J.J. Watt should have about 130 sacks right now. If he could stay healthy, and yeah, Eminem, yeah. you got TJ or JJ? Well, well, if or it's Jared. the same year and both of them playing sixteen games, give me JJ Watt. All right, but a defensive defensive player of the year and league MVP, TJ Watt. All right, what? I guess he made 
He means for this year? You think about this year? Yeah, this year. Okay. Yeah. He led the league in sacks this year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he did. Uh, 17, yeah, I think. 15, okay. No. Right. Xavier Howard going to get that. Man, Xavier Howard had a crazy year. Man, anytime you get double digits um, as a dog on DB and interception, man, that's just – you get about seven, they stop throwing to you. Yeah. All right. Last one. Here we go, Buck. Quarterback. This is a tough one. Well, at least I think it is. Jameis Winston or Carson Wentz? Uh, Jameis Winston. Okay. No, right. he don't steal those crab legs. Oh, man. Right, Jameis Winston or Carson Wentz? I think I'm still going to have to keep Wentz. With all the interceptions Wentz through, he's still 20 short. Oh, Jameis Winston. Hell yeah. He's almost 40 short of James Winston. James Winston got 88 and he got 50. Eminem, who you got? You taking your boy or are you taking Winston? Oh, yeah. You you know I'm going with Winston because if, if we, if the discussion is in their prime, in Winston's prime, which he should, still should be in his prime, if he hadn't got hurt, he was going to be the MVP. MVP. I really hadn't heard that none of the years uh, Winston is. It was always like, you know, if he can get together or something like that. So I'm about to go with my boy Winston. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to do it for (laughs) – That's going to do it for this edition of the Very Unsportsmanlike Podcast. But hold on. Don't hang up, Eminem. You like to hang up. Don't hang up because I got something for after the show. But uh, – I want to tell everyone you can go to www.podpage.com forward slash 15 yards to get more information on the show. That's the new show website. Catch you again next week, most likely next Monday evening. We'll probably do this again. So everyone have a good evening. Peace out.